0: I'm Haley, author of the book blog Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis.
1: wish lit sis was more than once a week did you know that we have our own individual book instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time if you are wanting that lit sis feel in your normal routine you can always check us out mine is at maddie reads a lot on instagram
0: and mine is at brook and binding on instagram but wait there's there's more. more I also have a Facebook page, Brook and Binding, and a blog, BrookandBinding.com.
1: That was sounding <laughs> that was so good. good.
0: Friday, let nurse. Happy Friday,
1: everybody. All right. So, Kaylee, I can hear that there is something going on on your side.
0: Yeah. What, are you, I what am, are you doing? I am on a road trip. Oh, by yourself? By myself, which is crazy now but i'm meeting up with other people later <laughs> okay
1: oh fun well yes we are not in the car together so fortunately we are not tripping together today but we are bringing to you a list episode and i'm excited about this one we've briefly stuff like this before um we did an oct actually it was october of last year we talked about should these banned books be brought back and so today, though, we found a Random House article about people's favorite banned books, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about some banned books, whether we read them or not, or if we'd read them. So not necessarily if they shouldn't be banned, but just if they sound interesting to us or not. Because I think I even think that the month of October is like banned book awareness month it's not called that but like i feel like that's when people really talk about it something about hey we're talking about banned books this month month of august so we're gonna run through this and since haley's driving i have the article so i'm kind of the host today um Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about whether we've read them um would read them and if they sound interesting to us or not i will start off so the first one is the color purple by alice walker Um, It's an American literature book that says it broke the silence around domestic and sexual abuse, narrating lives of women through their pain and struggle, companionship and growth, and resilience and bravery. All right. So moving into the first of the quote-unquote banned books is The Color Purple by Alice Walker. It says it's a powerful cultural touchstone of modern American literature. It broke the silence around domestic and sexual abuse, narrating lives of women through their pain and struggle, companionship and growth, resilience, and bravery. You read The Color Purple?
0: I have. I read it in high school and I think 11th grade English. Um, it was like one of those, like I had a list of books I could choose from and do like a project or like a paper on it. And that's the one I picked.
1: Yeah. What did you think of it?
0: I thought it was probably not appropriate for my... T- <laughs> For high school. Um, it definitely can some of the abuse that she goes through, especially some abuse, but however, I know to tell. I understand
1: yeah that one could probably do for like our you know what we talked about like having like a ratings at for books like that one could probably use a rating anyway the, i i have not read the color purple um I, I don't know if I'll ever read it. I honestly, like, I admitted this to someone last night at work, but, like, I don't really read a ton of classics. They're not my favorites. I love them in a study form, like, in a class. But I usually don't read them on my own because I think they're best enjoyed analyzed. And I don't think that I'm smart enough to analyze them on my own. So I like being led in discussion with it. And so sometimes it's hard to pick them up on my own so maybe I'll read it at some point but I feel like in high school you end up reading a ton of books that are probably not appropriate for high schoolers um and then it just happens because it's famous literature so I feel like that one plus some other high school books are a little bit probably inappropriate
0: yeah probably probably in some degree yeah so I'm not I've
1: not read it we'll see one day so 1984 by George Orwell is the next book so this book is very commonly known. Um, it says it is so powerful that it is completely convincing in the staunting and haunting vision of the future. Um, so no one can deny the influence of this novel. It's holding the imaginations of multiple generations of readers or the resiliency of its admonitions, a legacy that only grows with the passage of time. I feel like people always throw around 1984 whenever they don't like what something's happened. Like, oh, this is 1984. Is um, but I personally have not have you?
0: I've read part of it, but I haven't finished it. I, that was my goal for this year, and I have yet to do it. But I would like to read it. Yeah, I'd like to read that too. I remember
1: our mom read it at one point when we were younger because she was like the college literature class and she had to read it. and she had the copy that it white with just like a blue eye. That's all I remember. My brother is watching. That's all I really know about that book, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like I'm a t- feel like I'm a fake reader. Fake reader, not stuff about 1984. Yeah, very true. No. There are some books that you know, like no, this it's next one, on another b- banned book. Somehow, well, actually, this is pretty inappropriate as well. Um, is the bluest eye by Toni Morrison, which I have read um so it's picola breedlove a young black girl prays every day for beauty mocked by other children for the dark skin curly hair and brown eyes that set her apart she yearns for normalcy for the blonde hair and blue eyes that she believes will allow her to finally fit in yes dreams grow more fervent her life slowly starts to disintegrate into the face of adversity and strife powerful examination of our obsession with beauty and conformity tony morrison's virtuosic first novel i didn't realize it's her first novel asks powerful questions about race, class, and gender within the subtlety and grace that has always characterized her writing. Read The blue Eye? Yes, I have. I read it before you. Oh, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So did you realize that that was her very first book? No. I know. I did not realize that at all. And it's very good. It's excellent. Yeah, I really liked it. So I can understand how this would be... A, banned book does touch on child molestation. Um, But it does it in the eyes of a kid. So, like, very similar to that. I always think back to when I read um, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is about a Holocaust, but it's in the eyes of a common son and how he doesn't understand what's happening. Um, It's very sad because reading as an adult, you very much know what's occurring because you can, like, smell something weird and see smoke coming from across the field and you're like Ugh. like you know what it is I got that same feeling with blue aside because it is in the perspective of this young girl she doesn't really know what's happening when things happen and you get this sinking feeling of an adult like just knowing what's going on mm. yeah I don't know I that's what I can think of and then the only other thing I can think of is it was trying to it said it asked powerful questions about race class and gender with subtlety and grace so I feel like that might be another reason why it's banned, but I really liked it as a book.
0: Yeah. I think it's really, really great. And her endings are always really powerful. And that one ends very powerful and memorably as well.
1: Yeah. Really, yeah. I think the ending is really good. I would say that I feel like the bluest sigh is surprising to me that it's her first book. So I think it really does then set you up for so many other great books by her. And I have like a huge Toni Morrison collection. Um, Definitely a really great book. So this one, this next one, neither of us have read, I don't think, is The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it says, The House on Mango Street is the story of Esperanza Cordero, a young Latina girl growing up in Chicago, inventing for herself who it will become. Told in a series of vignettes, sometimes heartbreaking, sometimes deeply joyous, Sandra Cisneros' masterpiece is a classic story of childhood and self-discovery. I've heard of the book, but I
0: this. really well. I
1: but I've never known what it's about.
0: I don't um, understand why this would be banned. I wonder why. I don't know what the, parts the, of it make it banned.
1: That's the one thing the Penguin Random House doesn't have is any information about why the books have been considered banned. So hmm. the only thing I can think of is maybe some like again some sort of childhood trauma. I feel like a lot of these books are just like this child went through some trauma.
0: Or making Mm -hmm. a band,
1: Um, but I I'm definitely intrigued and want to learn more and possibly read it. I really like the cover because it has like an apartment building that's red and the letters the House on Mango Street are in orange. And in like the left like lower corner, there is a girl looking through a window. Um, looks pretty cool. I don't know. I'm a fan. I like the and it's very like almost like Korean cartoonish. So it kind of reminds me of like a younger kid
0: interesting
1: mm-hmm. so I don't know I've never heard of it this one I've heard of this one you've read this one we most we really recently talked about in an episode is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood
0: oh yeah yes. I can see why this one wouldn't really be for high school material for sure
1: yes do you know did do you know of anyone in high school that did read this at all no do you no I don't but I do know that like it blew up like shortly after I was in high show came out um, mm-hmm. which always happens when books become tv shows and people watch the tv shows and don't read the books um this is a book that I've wanted to read but it's not one that I've like it's, it's one of those books where I was like oh yeah if someone handed it to me I would read it but I'm not going out of my way to find it does that make sense
0: yeah I get you I think I'm kind of like turned off to Margaret Atwood as an author because although I did like Alias Grace, which is like the only book by her I've read, I'm not like in love with her. And I did watch the show on Hulu.
1: Oh yeah, you watched the show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I did watch the show, but I don't have this strong feeling to read the book. I've actually heard that when people have compared the two, the book People have liked the book less than how they how they adapted it for the TV show, which is interesting. Oh, I wait. think I think it's more boring, which I don't know if you know this, Matt, but they did make a TV show from Alias Grace as well. So that would, Yeah. Interesting. So I, I don't know. know I'm, yeah, you should watch it. But I'm not like drawn to her as an author overall and in parts of me is like, oh, the hype no thank you but (laughs) uh honestly no I'm not really I don't think I'll probably read this book unless someone forces me to or is like I don't know maybe it's like a book club book a while from now who knows or something like that so we'll see but yeah no not not really interesting for me
1: yeah I don't know I think I think that I would um eventually like I said like I don't think I'd go out of my way books from like this is the day I get The Handmaid's Tale I can go just be like if I borrowed it from someone
0: yeah I gotcha
1: All right. I don't have you because I really want you to I just you know maybe I'll just bring it to you sometime if you haven't read it did you read The Kite Runner
0: I not yet I remember Uh. distinctly our discussion about this because I was trying to figure out what books to read and you had like a whole chunk of them and it was like two or three summers ago and you I ended up reading The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna which was mm, an excellent choice. So good. Um, yeah so I <laughs> I never got around to Kite Runner because that wasn't one of the ones that I ended up wanting to read. <laughs> it's
1: so good and there's a play version of the book which was by Khaled Hosseini. I don't even want to read the tell you what it's about so the kite afghanistan um so it's based in afghanistan the author khalid hosseini is from afghanistan i love this book with all my heart all of his books are based in afghanistan um and it kind of they're all kind of very centrally related to they all kind of are like life before the afghani war and slash life after um but in just different ways and they're not necessarily connected but it just it's just beautiful but anyway the kite runner is main character he they does this thing called kite running which you just have a kite and then you let it get caught in something and you can go and like go get it I don't really know but it's something that I think he used to do as a kid so he wrote about it and um, there's competitions too to see who can be the fastest to retrieve their kite um, and one day when the main character is going to go get his kite he sees something that happens and he because of What he sees, it changes his friendship with a friend, and he ends up, his family ends up moving to, I think, California when he's a little bit older, and eventually he comes back to Afghanistan, and what he witnessed and his inaction witnessed, like, catapulted into this domino effect to his friend, to the people there, his friend's life everything that goes on in afghanistan because of what he did not do um interesting and it is very very disturbing i will say what actually happens um and i'm trying to remember i think you find out when it is happening i don't think it's like a secret like you find out like as the book goes along um but i can just imagine like can definitely imagine this being a banned book just because of the it's very sensitive reading material
0: yeah this one this book and any of his books that you've discussed were pretty big um when i was in college i know a few people were reading them and then there were like a few kind of book clubs that were happening on campus that were reading the other one that he has a thousand splendid sons which is the one that i have on my shelf um but yeah, I've never actually read his stuff, but I I will take your word for it that it seems like it's got some sensitive material.
1: Yes, it is. But I love it. Um, next
0: is I Know Why the Caged
1: Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. And so it says... I Know Why the cage Bird Sings captures the longing of lonely children, the brute insult of bigotry, and the wonder of words that can make the world right. Maya Angelou's debut memoir is a modern American classic beloved overall. Okay, I didn't know it was a memoir. Oh, I did. Oh my gosh, again, I'm just making myself look like a stupid reader. I did not know I didn't know, know it
0: was a debut.
1: Okay, I, I thought it was, I don't know what I thought. It was like a book of like, poetry.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I can see that, but no, I, I think, think she's
1: just more. very like her like her quotes. So, and you but you haven't read. Uh-oh. This is one of those books that I really have wanted to. You know, I'm going into my right now,
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm just putting it in my to read. So it's there at the top of my list for when I'm trying to get what's already on my want to read. Madison, I oh, marked it buh, to buh. want to read. Anyone want to guess? You're the only person on here. Anyone want to guess when I marked it to read? Just guess.
0: 2016.
1: December 17th, 2014. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's almost 7 years. Ago. Haley, I have I have a problem. Um yes, I actually just looked she has it's her first memoir. She has three how can you have three memoirs? I'm trying. I think the next one is Gather Together in My Name, part two. And then part three is Singing and Swinging and Getting Merry Like Christmas.
0: Never heard of that.
1: Never had a. And to look at the comparisons, I know why the King's Bird Sings has 456,209 ratings on Goodreads. Gather Together in My Name has 13,965. And the Christmas one, has seven thousand five hundred and
0: seventy. Yeah.
1: So doesn't
0: sound like it's super popular. <laughs> no, I don't. I do not.
1: But yeah, so that's definitely something I would want to read. I mean, it's about her childhood.
0: Yeah, yeah I I love a good memoir.
1: Mm-hmm, me too. Now that I know it's a memoir, I might actually put it higher on my to read list.
0: <laughs> might actually be like, oh, Ooh, now memoir. I'm for real gonna read it.
1: But I'm sure that she went through some crazy stuff that made it a banned book.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot in there that's a little rough and tough. (laughs) Yeah, so the next is
1: Go Tell It on the Mountain by James Baldwin. Mm It's his first uh, major work. It says, with lyrical precision, psychological directness, resonating symbolic power in a rage that is at once unrelenting and compassionate, Baldwin a 14 year old boy's discovery of the terms of his identity as the stepson of the minister of a storefront pentecostal church in harlem one saturday in march 1935 baldwin's rendering of his protagonist's spiritual sexual and moral struggle of self-invention opened new possibilities in the american language in the way americans understand themselves Ooh, i don't think i've I ever have- heard of this book
0: oh i have i've definitely heard of it for sure I didn't know what it was about, but it's very obviously famous. The cover, especially, um, I've definitely seen before.
1: With the little, little boy stand, standing outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah, literally never, but um, but I'm I'm immediately intrigued. You know what it the the way it's described and the fact that it's like about a little boy and like it kind of reminds me of. I don't know. Just some of the elements of it reminds me of Light in August, oh. which I really liked because you look at the protagonist when he's younger in um in like I don't know I don't maybe a step parent maybe but like him growing up with like less than good parents and see him yeah. growing up to be kind of gives me those those vibes. So I put it on my treat. Also, gotta say Light in August is a a severely underrated book it's excellent it is severely underrated severely that's it i'm just gonna that's all i gotta say if light in august shows up on here i don't think it will but severely underrated it's never talked about enough but would you read go tell it on the mountain i would definitely be intrigued to read it yeah yeah maybe i'll read it first and let you know how it is go for it all right next is slaughterhouse five by kurt vonnegut um, it's yes. an American classic, one of the world's great anti-war books, centering on the famous World War II firebombing of Dresden. And the novel is the result of what Kurt Vonnegut describes describes as a 23-year struggle to write a book about what he had witnessed as an American prisoner of war. It combines historical fiction, science fiction, autobiography, and satire in an account of the life of Billy Pilgrim, a barber's son turned drafty turned optometrist, turned alien abductee. As Vonnegut had, Billy experiences the destruction of Dresden as a prisoner of war. Unlike Vonica, he experiences time travel or coming unstuck in time. So you made a sound when I said the title. Mm-hmm. What What do you do? You like? Do you read it?
0: I've not read it, but uh, it's very familiar title. It's it's one of those things where you see it the cover and you're like, oh yes, this book again. Like Fahrenheit 451, Catch 22. You know, mm-hmm. a picture of Dorian Gray, stuff like that. You're just like, oh, yep, Ben, Slaughterhouse, you know. like, yep. it's, Yeah. Just...
1: It's, it's part of those, like, it's honestly part of those class books written in the, like, 50s by men. <laughs>
0: like, mm-hmm. these standalone
1: books that they were never really famous for anything else. And that's, it's one of those. Honestly, though, yeah. again, didn't really know what it was about before. It's just, you know, it's a familiar name. Definitely sounds interesting to me. I put it in my to read.
0: Yeah, definitely sounds interesting for sure. There's, see, and that's a classic, Matt. There's quite I know. a few, I think, classics that are out there that you would like if you gave them a chance.
1: I know, but like I said, I'm just I'm terrible at them because and we've talked about this before. A lot of the time classics are meant to be and they're best understood in the context of why, why they were written and when they were written. And when you're reading a book for fun, it's hard for it to be a classic because those are not, it's not meant to be enjoyed in an entertaining way, usually.
0: Yeah, but as someone who's read enough classics and done enough analyzing on your own, like I think you'd be able to read it and, and pick up on some subtleties or even just enjoy the beauty of the writing itself and be able to take that away, you know? So I think there's definitely some elements of classics that you might not be able to sit and analyze it with like a class, which would probably be preferred because that's what you've been used to. But there's also an element of like, because you've had those times in class and those resources, you'd be able to kind of do it yourself and see what can I take away. You're not going to sit and like draw diagrams or whatever, but like, at least you can like, be like oh I kind of you know recognize this or this feels familiar you know what I mean and just kind of have a new a different appreciation for the writing versus maybe someone who's gonna pick it up and just get lost and feel like it's boring and they can't follow it because you have had you know experience in the past
1: yeah I know I'll I'll have to just give it a try maybe I should start putting these down as like library books and like really like committing Maybe maybe January, January of classics. I'm looking for a January theme. Go for it. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right, look at me. I got my theme. So next one is Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison a first Mm -hmm. novel by an unknown writer. It remained in the bestseller list for 16 weeks, won the National Book Award for Fiction, and established Ralph Ellison as one of the key writers of the century. The nameless narrator of the novel described growing up in a black community in the South, attending a Negro college from which he is expelled, moving to New York, and becoming the chief spokesman of the Harlem branch of the Brotherhood, and retreating amid violence and confusion to the basement lair of the invisible man he imagines himself to be. This book sounds trippy.
0: I again, recognize the title, I probably would recognize the cover. But I didn't know what it was about. Like, that's the thing you see, you see books repetitively put up. And you might not always know what they're about. But but there's something there maybe intriguing you of like, why is this always on display? You know what I mean? And then that might be your reason to pick it up. Hence, then you're reading, you know, something that you didn't know what it was going to be about, but it's still going to be powerful and a good book.
1: Yeah, I, that's, definitely, I, that's definitely something that I think classics just have as kind of like a, you know, like as like a, I'm a classics but it's just like, you know, they, you know that they're gonna be good. You know that the reason that they've continued, the reason they have recognizable names is they were good when they came out and they're still good today. And so I mm-hmm. feel like especially since so many of these band books are like, you know, classic band books, you're gonna end up finding stuff like that over and over and over again. Definitely. Alright, so this one didn't know the author's name. I don't know why I didn't know this. Um, but it's become a little bit more mainstream nowadays due to a TV show about one of the characters. Um, so over the cuckoo's nest. Um okay, is it cuckoo's neck nest? Because it looks like it's cuckoo. It's cuckoo. I know it is, but like I was I just said it out loud and I was like, Cuckoo. Once okay. <laughs> over the cuckoo's nest by Ken Kesey. So didn't know that was the author's name. Um, so he, the hero is Randall Patrick McMurphy, a boisterous, brawling, fun-loving rebel who swaggers into the world of a mental hospital and takes over. A lusty, life-affirming, f- Murphy rallies the other patients around him by challenging the dictatorship of Nurse, nurse Ratchet, whom there's a Netflix TV show about. He promotes gambling in the ward, smuggling in wine and women, and openly defies the rules at every turn. But this defiance, which sport soon develops into a grim struggle and awe war between two relentless opponents, Nurse Ratchet, ba- uh, backed by the powerful, the full power of authority, and McMurphy, who only has his own indomitable will. What happens when Nurse Ratchet u- uses her ultimate weapon against McMurphy provides the story's shocking climax. And I think if you've ever heard of anything related to One Flew Over of the Cuckoo's Nest, you have a sneaky suspicion what her ultimate weapon is. <laughs> Let's just say. It is a procedure that was not uncommon in mental hospitals in, like, the 40s and 50s. We'll just, we'll put it there.
0: This show is really interesting. I started watching it. I didn't finish it. I have a, my husband and I have a hard time. We'll start shows, and then sometimes we watch things that are a little heavier or darker because we can handle it, and it's interesting to us and the drama, but it's not like, Hey, let's sit down. Do you want to watch Ratchet? Like we don't like, like I kind of have to take breaks. And so all the shows that we finished are like dramas and that's one of them, but it is super interesting, very well done. Um, and the book sounds so interesting to me. I would definitely pick this up in a heartbeat for sure.
1: Yeah, I, def- that definitely sounds interesting to me as well. And I thought the nurse Ratchet TV show looked really good. All right. You us so- try it. I know is it is it, it's on Netflix, right? I said that. Or is it Yeah. Hulu? I think Netflix. it's
0: Netflix.
1: Okay. And then the last one, which is a book I know you and I both had to read for school, is another George Orwell Animal Farm. Woo! Woo! Really good one. This really good book. Be
0: banned. This, this should never This should never not be banned. <laughs> There's so many good life lessons and things you need to pay attention to in your world. And in just your life in general, this book, I read this book like over 10 years, probably 15 years ago by now. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But it still sticks with you. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to read it. I think, in, I think
1: Animal Farm is great. I think <laughs> Here's the thing. I think a lot of people use Animal Farm in the way that they also use 1984, which is yes. talking about more like a large scale, like governmental thing, which is what Animal Farm was specifically satirically talking about but I also think it's a really great tool to use in your own relationships it really like looks at kind of like what is considered like healthy and unhealthy when it comes to how you're being treated so
0: yeah
1: I don't like not we're not all gonna be a part of a totalitarian government fighting for our lives but we may be in situations where we have people in our lives who don't treat us as well as we should be treated or or, you know, try and say that we're equals, but really they're trying to lord power over us. Um, and I think it's a really great example of that. So anyway, Animal Farm. Do they,
0: do they give a little blurb of what it's about? Because I know we've talked about it, but maybe someone doesn't know what it is. So is there a blurb that says kind of what Animal Farm is so it on says, the website?
1: A farm is taken over by its overworked, mistreated animals with fl- idealism and stirring slogans they set out to create a paradise of progress justice and equality thus the stage is set for one of the most telling satiric fables ever penned a razor-edged fairy tale for grown-ups that records the evolution from revolution against tyranny to a totalitarianism just as terrible when animal farm was first published stalinist russia was seen as its target. Today, it is devastatingly clear that wherever and whenever freedom is attacked, under whatever banner, the cutting clarity and savage comedy of George Orwell's masterpiece has a, have a meaning and message so ferociously fresh.
0: I love that. That's a great little blurb.
1: It is a really good blurb. It is a, it's a very good book, and it's our last one on the list. Both read it. I love it. I definitely think it should not be banned. No. Nah. Um, and I would some... like
0: force my kid to read that book. I'd be yeah, like, "Yeah, if they didn't read this it, this isn't school. on your list. You're reading it. Your uh-huh. own homework." <laughs>
1: home, home book. <laughs> uh, we're talking about it now. Analyzing the book together.
0: I'll be your teacher. Yeah. I'll read it with you because I love it so much. It's so short, too.
1: It is very it's short. So book. short. And yeah. also, the one that I read in uh, in high school also had illustrations in it.
0: Yeah, that's fun.
1: That's always a little fun. Um, I Will Never Get Over the Horse. Yeah. That made me sad for days. Yeah. But, so, there we go. Just briefly talking about all the different banned books um, and ones we've read, ones we would want to read. Looking at some classics here again in the month of October.
0: Yeah, and I even am thinking, too, I know Out of Print does is a, a company that partners, like, books and book covers with clothing or totes or mugs or whatever and they have like i have a tote that has like band books on it and they have like a mug where it's like you can see all the titles or no you can't see the titles and as you pour in like a hot drink the cover like the titles are revealed so it's like one of those temperature ones are super cool but i just like some of the books obviously that um those are all the banned books like there are a lot of different band books but there are some that are on my totes. I'm even thinking of right now that I like was so surprised to even see like one of them for example was of mice and men and I was like for real like that should honestly not. the same thing literally animal like animal farm pull
1: any classic novel out of your head, it's probably been banned at some point
0: <laughs> probably
1: because a lot of again classic novels end up being classics for years and years usually because it's making a direct like con it's trying to start a conversation about what was going on in the time that the book was written and that's why it stands the test of time because it's saying hey look someone wrote this book in you know in talking about this crazy totalitarian government that was going on in russia so someone wrote this yeah. or like that's almost always trying well, I to
0: too like if you know, and, and people say, unfortunately, you know, and I think for the most part, we have grown as humans and like human nature overall, but like history has a tendency to repeat itself in one way or another. It might not look exactly the same, but in some ways it could, could kind of show up. So maybe like books that used to be banned because it was like more of like hitting hot topics at that time. Maybe they're like not banned now, or vice versa. Like some books that mm-hmm. people aren't wanting you to read right now, or that are being considered banned right now, maybe are a little bit more relevant to some stuff. Maybe that's happening now, or in the near past, or whatever. And so they they're like, oh, that's that's kind of sticky, sticky situation. Let's not really talk about that. Let's bring back like uh, East of Eden, or let's bring back um, what's the. What is the uh, Garden of Eden book, mad? I'm blanking. The, the, no.
1: Paradise the, the, Lost?
0: Paradise Lost. <laughs> there were a few books like that, that like my, we had the same literary teacher, but in my senior year, she was like, this book we're not supposed to read, but we're going to read it anyway. Like there were a few things like that, that because she just understood and knew there's a lot of positives to us analyzing and talking about it as we were seniors in high school about to go off into the quote unquote real world. Mm-hmm. There are things, you know, that she felt this maybe like, um, responsibility as our teacher to share with us and discuss and in, in like a safe environment. So I don't know. I think that's really interesting that like, I think, like you said, maybe at one point at a time, a book was banned and that, then it's not, and then it is again. So these books, I think if they've been banned, they are something to keep your eye on because they're offering something that I think people need to read. But you yes. just have to be aware. You just have to be aware of uh, there might be some sensitive stuff in it. So that's yes. Awesome. And I will say that there are certain banned books that should
1: stay banned. If you go back to our previous banned book episode, we did talk about some books that are currently out of print for very yes. valid reasons. And I always think of the one book is Rage by Stephen King, and that's the only
0: one I can think of. Was there more than that one? um, I think there were a
1: couple more that are not as popular and not as well known. But Rage by Stephen King is very well known because it was the book that helped to inspire slash spark the rage, lol, in the Columbine shooters, and they had read it a ton, and it was because it was about a a school shooting. There are some Um, other
0: shooters as well, or like some other instances as well. I think that Mm -hmm. they had said that was their inspiration. And I think, but that's different because himself decided to do that versus like some of these authors are dead or, you know, whatever. So it's like, they can't really like say that their books aren't allowed to be seen anymore Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know what I mean? But I do think that there is something really special about Stephen King stepping up and saying like, Hey, you know, I know I wrote this. I'm just going to pull this just so I feel like maybe I have a clearer conscience Mm -hmm. versus then someone else stepping in and trying to like say, you can't read, you know, what if it's like, you can't read it by Stephen King because you're going to have nightmares or something like that. He'd be like, well, that's the point. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And I got to specify banned books are not
1: typically, usually books that are literally taken out of print. Banned books are oftentimes books like banned from schools and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: banned from like a specific age group, or things that maybe used to be on a curriculum that aren't anymore. Stuff like mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah. So, like with Stephen King specifically taking his book out of print, that's like the ultimate banning. Like, yeah, that's you literally a super, cannot super find rare, copies anywhere.
0: Rare case, like that's not that's not mm-hmm. normal or yeah. yeah not i don't th- i don't all. think
1: per, currently i don't think any of these books have ever been like banned out of print and then come back but they have in periods of time maybe been b- banned from certain states banned from certain education places banned, like you said certain ages so, so just
0: because something is banned doesn't mean that like like i said like you couldn't go to your library and, get mm-hmm. it. and i think we said that last time too just because yeah. maybe your school like i was just saying with animal farm maybe like just because your school isn't offering it But it sounds interesting to you. And and maybe it's something you can talk to your parents about, you know, or if you are the parent, talk to your kid about of like, I feel like this is important. Let's discuss it together, you know, kind of thing, because that's what you get in a school environment. You get the discussion. You're not just intaking it without having like, you know, dialogue Mm -hmm. about what is happening and process it. So just like I said, just because something's quote unquote banned, you guys could go to your local library and go read Animal Farm, like go pick it up probably tomorrow, like you could like, like, there are so many of these books that if it sounds good to you, and it's not, you know, maybe readily available, you can always check thrift books, you can always check Amazon, you can always check um, like Target or Barnes and Noble or you know Barnes and Noble has beautiful classic covers too so Mm -hmm. I highly recommend their editions but even your local library if you don't want to buy it so don't be like freaked out by the band if it sounds interesting to you yeah and you kind of dig into it a little bit then maybe give it a chance
1: yes I really do and like especially a lot of the books that sound interesting to you that are banned again remember like I said just dig into it. You can probably get it from your library. It doesn't mean that like, oh my gosh, that book sounds so good. I'll never be able to read it. No, you're fine. And you could even
0: ask like, if there's a book that you're like, oh, but you said there's something sensitive about it. You could see like if you're a librarian or like mm-hmm. a bookseller or someone like that, or even like on Goodreads or something and they, they could say like, this is why, you know, this is why this is, you know, the topic. Be aware that it has, you know, this mm-hmm. in it or what, like what you were saying earlier, like there's some. Like child abuse or like sexual abuse or you know physical things, you know, like different things like that that happen. Like if you just kind of give someone that preface, kind of like when we do our book of the months, it gives you like a little FYI. This has you know this book has a sensitive topic and this is what it is. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you know what that is going into it, and if and if that's not something that is a like a really big bother to you or that's going to affect you in a really negative way then I, I don't think you should necessarily shy away from some of those things.
1: Yes, totally agree. And and that's for any book, whether it's banned book or not, but especially like if you, especially like your local library, like if you have a good relationship with your librarian there and you let her know or him know that like, hey, I really want to read some good books, but I don't feel comfortable reading books that have X, Y, Z in it, then they can definitely direct you to books that have that in there. So I remember one time that I read a book that had a lot of suicide in it and that was something that was a really sensitive topic for me at the time. And I rated the book very, very low because I didn't like it because of those things. But I think if I read it again today where it doesn't bother me as much, I'd probably rate the book a lot higher because it is really popular, really well-received book. So I definitely talk to people, look up on – I mean, I think there's even, like, websites that will tell you, like, certain things that are like in Spark other books. Like SparkNotes
0: probably. Mm-hmm. That's a great one with, like, if you're looking into – stuff for school or like classics it'll give you like a rough s like preface of what the book's about it'll give you like you know summaries of chapters and then it'll tell you like oh this book you know watch out this has blah 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 i'm pretty sure so Mm -hmm. yeah
1: all right sis so while you're driving let us know what book are you reading right now but not actively right now yes i'm not actively
0: reading i I mean you could listen
1: to an audio book but
0: no, podcasts all the way. Yeah. I just finished um, two days ago a slow fire burning by Paula Hawkins, and I posted my review on Brooklyn Binding for that yesterday. Um, and so Ooh. I have yet to pick up a new book. I do. I did bring a book with me for this road trip, and it is. You're going to have to help me with it because it is. In my backseat, and I cannot tell you what it's 100 percent like the title and stuff. But I got it from our friend Sarah, and then I got it from you. Oh, in my dreams I hold a knife. That's it. In my dreams I hold a knife by Ashley Winstein. That's it. So that's the one I brought. I'm kind of diving into not, I mean, some thrillery stuff. I also got my book of the month already. I know we just Ooh, talked about too. it, but I already got it. So I have the X hex waiting for me. Um, I have Apples never Fall, which I might push a little bit just depending. But I've already kind of been on top of my reads in October so far. So I'm really hoping to pump out quite a few this month and just stay on top of it as I'm like rolling towards the end of the year. I really want to hit my my goal for Goodreads. So uh, that's the one I brought with me. It seems pretty short, so
1: Ooh, well, very exciting. I, what about you?
0: What are you reading?
1: Was What was I reading last week?
0: I don't remember.
1: Let me look. Because I'm trying to figure out if I'm still reading the same book or not. Um, Yes, I am. <laughs> so I'm reading the... I mean, not really technically a book. But I'm reading All the Young Dudes by Miss Kingman89. Oh, yeah. Still... So it's it's like split up into three sections like three books. I'm still on the first one.
0: What and do you think of it so far? love it so much Haley
1: (laughs) I love it so much you have to read it Max has
0: been listening to the audiobook and he said it's been really good so far oh really really? yeah oh my gosh how how far is he I'll have to actually just you'll have to you'll just text him because he'll know I have no clue he listens to it like at work and stuff which is fine because of his job don't think badly of him he's able to do stuff like that Um, but he's been listening to it a good amount and i think he's enjoying it so you'll have to ask him how far
1: he might honestly be further than me just because i might
0: be because like
1: it gets split up into like like i said three books the first book is roughly like 400 pages and i'm like half like i think i'm like 50 percent through so i'm like in roughly the 200 page mark and i've been reading it for like a week but i also like like read it in like very specific circumstances so like I found you want to just
0: you just want to enjoy it as much as you can you don't want to just just like I need to milk this and enjoy (laughs) it but the good thing is Matt, you have these for life you have these copies so you you can like dive like just dig in and swallow them right it might just be
1: part of my it might be part of my annual Harry Potter read if I love them so much.
0: If you love them so much. But that's what I'm saying. You just, like, don't feel like you have to savor them. I mean, go for it if you want to. But because you're going to have them for forever, you can always come back to them and I dive know. back in whenever you want.
1: I know. The second one, I literally, I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm I'm finally getting when they're the summer between second and third year. Because the first book's one through four. Second book's five through seven, and the third book is everything after that. Um, and literally, I'm, like, just getting into the third year, just halfway through. The second book is the longest one. It's, like, 580-something. And, and it's only, only for three years. three
0: years. Three years. <laughs> so how does, she, how does she break up the years? Because as we know with Harry Potter, each book is a different year. So how do you have multiple years in one book?
1: It's just not as detailed. So, like, with Harry Potter... I'm
0: saying, does she, does she like, at the start of the the next chapter be, like, year two, you know, or something like that? Like, does she kind of, like, establish it like that, or...? So, every chapter,
1: at the top of the chapter... I'm just gonna look into it right now so I say it properly. So, like, I think I stopped in the middle of a chapter last night. Yeah. So, at the top of every chapter, it says... Like this one says, chapter forty. It just says forty, and then summer nineteen seventy three, and then in italics it says Saturday thirtieth of June nineteen seventy three, and then, well, that's well, that's because it's a letter. But you, well, usually it starts with that. it's date is because also it's in Remus's perspective, so it follows like the full moon stuff a lot. So oftentimes you okay. can tell, like it'll tell you the date, and it'll be like, and then blah blah blah, talk about something about the full moon. But so it just goes based off of dates because it is multiple year. But, yeah, so, like, the chapter number, there'll be, like, a chapter title. Like, there's one, chapter 26, second year, Quidditch. But this one doesn't have a date on it. It's just.
0: Gotcha. Then it just. Like an event.
1: Yeah, it's just an event. So, like, chapter 25,
0: second year, after hours.
1: So, So different events.
0: Does it kind of feel like a script, in a way, when it kind of sets it up like that?
1: (sighs) No, I don't think so. Because I don't even always pay attention to the titles. I just kind of keep going.
0: Um, okay.
1: I pay attention to the dates because that's important, but usually, even if I didn't pay attention to the dates, there may be something in there that gives me a clue. Like like Remus's birthday is March 10th. And so I've ha- already had some, been through two years. There's been two chapters about his birthday. And so, like, yeah, it, so there's I, other
0: things to I, indicate. There's other things to
1: clue. Oh, we're in March now because it's Remus's birthday. But
0: do they do like the House Cup? Do they talk about stuff end of the year and what their summer plans are? stuff like that or not really
1: yeah they talk about summer plans there's chapters in the summertime um they talk about the house cup and the quidditch cup it's just not as detailed obviously as harry potter for like every single thing but like they still go to classes and talk about their classes hear They're about still... their,
0: like tests and stuff like that
1: yeah you hear about their tests you hear about it talks about all the time of like who in the year is like top in what like subject like yeah like, yeah um like like lily's really good in charms and
0: Oh yeah like James and Lily are there as Snape S- S- Probably.
1: Snape is Snape is there so currently the currently the main characters are Remus Sirius James and Peter and then in the second year Lily becomes more of a main character and then her two friends Mary McDonald and McKinnon which are canon characters they're in the original series um so they're a part of kind of like they start to infiltrate the group as well because they become friends with Remus like Remus comes friends with them and then Snape is in there as well um Narcissa yeah well kind of he's more like obviously as we oh, know, like <laughs> Snape is not super as malicious as Draco is and more the marauders are more mean to him so like he's kind of the butt of a lot of their pranks yeah. um like kind of like a Neville um,
0: Aww. yeah, and then but Narcissa there's is there too. Narcissa is in there.
1: Uh, Lucius is in there, but there's never been scenes with him, but he's been mentioned. Andromeda has been mentioned. Um, oh my Bellatrix goodness. was mentioned. Um, this is so fun, yeah, it's super fun. What else? Oh, Regulus is in it now. Regulus came in second year. Um, you've we went to Remus, went to James's parents' house for the summer for a couple of days, so you meet his parents and. There's, it was so funny. Like, I think, <laughs> I really don't know if this was, like, supposed to be exact, but it said during the summertime, they went, no, sorry, during Christmas time, they went and went sledding or, like, bobsledding bob around 500 acres of the potter's property. And I was like, is that real? Like, wow. did the, the author really mean 500? Because that's a, that's a big space. Well,
0: the potters were a very wealthy family. Very,
1: very wealthy. But, like, I'm, it's just, it's that's so like detailed. That's
0: like a estate.
1: Yeah, and it's super detailed. And, like, like Madame Pomfrey makes, like, a lot more of a presence than I would have thought. But he is there to attend to Remus every time that he has, like, an, he has the full moon. So, like, she's been there to, like, take care of him. And so, like, she plays a prominent role than in the original series. And also with the Harry Potter books, each book is a year because each book has some sort of time that they're trying to defeat Voldemort or get over this big issue, this big thing. And I, I have to remind myself that all the young dudes is really supposed to be one continuous story um, I'm not sure if like the cut off for each book has some sort of like climax and like resolution that like leads into like another book or if it's just like a cutting off point so like the first like these first 200 pages that I've read it's a ton of exposition getting to know them it's like the first half of a Harry Potter book when they're just in school all the time which I love gotcha. those chapters so so I don't know if it's going to be more like – it's just going to feel like one super-duper long book when it comes to plot-wise or if there, if there are their own like climaxes and resolution like you do with each individual Harry Potter book. But I love it and I want you to read it and it's really good. And the reason I'm not very far is because I've set the mood when I want to read it of I put on the Spotify playlist – That someone made. It's literally called "You're Reading All the Young Dudes," and it's a bunch of music from like the '70s and the '80s, which is like the time period that the books take place. So I've been listening to like a ton of Queen and a lot of the Beatles, and then it also has some mixed in like modern music as well. That kind of feels like it flows with the Marauders, and let me just say, it just gets me in such a excited mood. Like it just, and it makes me feel like when I'm reading it that I'm. It, it's in a movie in my brain with background music. You got a cup music. of
0: cider in hand. Oh yeah,
1: it's like this is this is prime. You got fall. a cozy
0: scarf on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally it literally is this, it just it's what I've like. I think I'm just excited because I'm finally reading. It's what you've always wanted. <laughs> what I've I've always wanted some sort of book about the Marauders, and this one is so attentive to detail. Like fan fiction sometimes can go like way out of left field kind of you know yeah yeah so like they can kind of like make up a bunch of random stuff and there was one thing that I was like this is kind of out of left field but also would make sense it's just like something that's never been talked about in canon that makes sense logically in the world of Harry Potter but I was just like oh this is not what I would never have expected this but there's a lot of references to things that are canon and a lot of things that like for example, like, how the, like, right now, like, I'm reading about how the Marauders map came to be and, like, how their nicknames happened, like, how they, you know, like, think so about the Marauders, see the, the girl origin. That,
0: the girl that wrote these books, do you, like, as this fan fiction author, does she, like get royalties or how like how does she just like is she like a she doesn't it's just for fun writer it was I don't just know. for fun it's just for fun it's I like don't. massive just for fun and you get nothing out of it like you should like send this to a publisher and be like here this is awesome well she you know can I mean? the only
1: way that she'd be able to do that though is to change it so that it wasn't harry potter that's like that's what happened with 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray was initially a twilight fan fiction yeah. And then she wanted to be published because people, like, loved it so much. So then she changed it to not be Bella and Edward and had to change a bunch of details because it wasn't vampires anymore. And then she was able to publish the actual plot. So the only way that this would be able to happen is if you take... Maybe keep... The, you could probably keep the magic, but change the names, change the location, change the name of the school, change maybe a way that the magic works in, like, you know... Really? not inc- Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're technically jk rowling's characters yeah so it, it wouldn't oh. be able to a legitimate published a book from like a so publishing she house all
0: this work for no for no just because
1: yeah just because fan fiction writers like to imagine stories of their favorite characters you know especially marauders sense. where you get only small that's blippets. like thousands
0: of pages just for funsies Is that just, just as for a funsies. non-writer in the normal sense I would say that seems like a lot of work for no reward.
1: But some people just like the act of writing now. And, yeah. and, you, and you get the reward from... You get from, feedback. Yeah, you get feedback. People tell you that they, like, that they like your work and people get really encouraged by it. I mean, there are he- some fan fictions in Harry Potter that are, like, very well-known. So, like, for example, Isolation by Bex Chan is a dramine fan fiction that's, like, super popular, super well-known... Um, and like very loved, very beloved. And there are a couple other ones like that. I read Isolation a really, really long time ago. But there are a couple other books in multiple different fan, uh, fanfic, like uh, fandoms. Harry Potter has the most fan fictions out of any fandom. And then there are like the standouts. So I'd never heard of this one until I was on TikTok and was looking at Marauder's videos that people will make. And I kept seeing it being referenced. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, apparently this is like so good that many people consider it like their own personal canon story of the marauders crazy
0: so. uh, she should at least send a copy to jk and be like i did read it <laughs> you know like i did your I job for you would... <laughs> no not she did your job like i love you character i would love for you to dive into the world that i created for them or see what you think you know something like that you know what i mean i feel I like if i was would. a
1: i feel like if i was a writer i would totally love it if someone sent that to me because yeah. i could be like oh my gosh you love my character so much you want to do him. especially someone who mm, paid so much attention to detail and tried to make it it
0: sounds like as close to detailed. canon as possible Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's what I'm saying. She put in so much Mm -hmm. work and effort. It's not just, like, her imagination. She actually, like, did research and tried to, like, make it fit the world, which is so cool. Yeah. Like, if so you've read my book. And so my book, there's a
1: time jump between there's two stories in it, one that's in the past, one that's in the future. And there is something that occurs to a character in between this untold amount of time. You know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh that I don't know if I'll ever write a book about it. I have ideas of what would happen, but it's also, I don't know. But then what think, if
0: somebody comes up to you and says, hey, this is what I imagined happened after blah, blah, blah. I Wouldn't that, you want to totally read that? And I would like, totally oh, want to read it. You. What are your thoughts, you know?
1: I was told that someone loved my book so much that they wanted to fill in the gaps. And like, especially if it was, if it was so, like they cared so much to try and make it as precise and close to, how I would have written it I think that's so fun even if it's not exactly what I would have done but like I would not want someone to be like here and then I actually changed a bunch of stuff about your character hey, to make it fun kind
0: of like cursed child wink wink nudge, <laughs> nudge, ha, ha, ha. Oh, cursed child.
1: but like no but that's oh, I think that if someone like actually made it so that it, it seemed like it could have been real I think I'd be like super flattered and oh my gosh that's so cool like because even if I don't feel inspired to do that, to see that somebody else wanted to try or just wanted to imagine more for the characters that they loved so much, I think I'd be honored in a way.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Anyway, I'm really loving it. I'll probably still be reading it next week when we come back with another episode.
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Ooh. Hopefully I'll have two or three more books under my belt by next week, but we will see. At least maybe two. It's my if goal. I, if i continue to average 200 books a week
1: uh, 200 pages a week to get through this it'll take me seven weeks
0: there's (laughs) not there's not many weeks left of the year i know there's i don't even know if there there seven there's at least seven there's definitely seven there's like 12 there's
1: 12 13 like 15 weeks left i have to read i've already hit my goodreads thing but if i read 28 more books i'll hit no If I read 18 more books, I'll hit 100 books for the second year in a row.
0: That's exciting.
1: We'll see. Yes, anyway, uh, you should read All the Young Dudes after me.
0: Maybe Maybe sometime when I have time.
1: Yes, eventually. Maybe maybe it'll be a 2022 thing. (laughs) Definitely Uh, could be a 2022. that That sounds like a weird place to be, 2022. So close. closer than 2020 i'm (laughs) yeah i'm excited for 2022 but it feels like every time that there's a new year i'm like does that is that a real year feels fake i
0: know it's real and it's It's real
1: ah all right all right i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and i hope you guys are reading something fun let me know if you've ever read all the young dudes or ever heard about it and um yeah let us know if there's any banned books that you want to read or have read All right. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go
0: pages. Bye.